Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Trade on America. I'm your host, Don Q. Came in a little too early and left a little too late in the story of my life. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. Today is Friday. All right, Friday. Let's do this. June 3rd, 2022. How's everybody doing today? It is a dreary, rainy, well, it's not raining yet where I'm at, but it's going to be. We got a storm brewing, coming, it's going to rain. Oh my God. All right. I got a jam-packed show full of crap, mainly because it's full of Joe Biden. So there's your crap, right? So on today's show, it's going to go like this. There's, here's a list of things that I don't give a shit about. Okay, are you ready? Number one, the Queen of England's Platinum Jubilee. I don't care. I don't care anything about anything that happens in the country of England. No offense to the people from England that are listening to the show. But <laughs> this is America. We parted ways 250 years ago. I don't care about the Queen of England, the Prince of Wales, the Princess of this and the Princess of that and the whatever of this and the Duke of Ellington. I don't care. No offense to the people of England, but I don't care about the Queen and her minions. Okay? And why do we as Americans care? I don't know. I hear, oh, it's because of royalty and it's like a fairy tale. Okay, cool, whatever. Uh, Read a book. All right, number two. Today is evidently Jill Biden's birthday. Doctor, I'm sorry, Dr. Jill Biden. She's 71 or something. Once again, don't care. Cool, it's her birthday. Whatever. And number three, I don't care about this, but some of y'all might. It's National Donut Day. (laughs) Don't care. Don't eat donuts. Don't care. But here are the things that I do give a shit about and I hope that you guys do too number one and as you can well tell over the last day or so uh, this episode is going to focus a lot around guns the second amendment and what our beloved government is trying to do to us us by that I mean legal lawful gun owners that take care of your guns and you don't do anything stupid with them, and you have them to for either protect, protection or for hunting or for sporting or all of the above. And you don't go around shooting up schools and grocery stores and, uh, you know, whatever else because, you know, you're a lawful uh, gun owner and you uh, take pride in owning a gun and you own those safely. So... As most of y'all know, yesterday, President Poopy Pants 
gave a little speech around 8 o'clock, which is amazing to me that they were able to keep him up that late. But nonetheless, prior to the speech, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi comes out and says that House Democrats will soon consider legislation banning military-style assault weapons. So there goes your shovels, your machetes, um, pickaxes, um, kitchen knives, um, baseball bats. We're going to have to get rid of those. Um, any any kind of gun that shoots a bullet. Um, let's see what else. We're going to have to ban uh, automobiles, especially scary black 4x4s. Those are going to have to go. Humvees, forget about it. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, reason I'm saying this and I'm being obviously, I'm being facetious because military style, what the fuck does that mean? Assault uh, is an action weapons. Okay. So military style, I'm assuming it's camouflage. Uh, does it say U S army? Does it say Marines? I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Because if they're referring to, like, fully automatic SARS, you know, like M4s, you know, what you use in Kuwait, uh, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan, if those are those are already banned, we can't use those. So, I, I don't know. Assault weapons, so we've gone over this before. Assault is an action. Um, I can verbally assault you I can verbally assault you like a marine if you so choose um so assault is an action and weapon weapon is very vague uh I can use anything in this room that I'm sitting in as a weapon whether it's a gun uh this this microphone right here it's metal that's metal I beat the shit out of you I can assault the fuck out of you with this damn microphone uh cachet of knives i'm just looking around the room i got a whiskey bottle over there i could probably beat the fuck out of you with that so that'd be an assault whiskey bottle right let me see what else we got there uh, a picture that's got glass in it so i'd probably cut you up pretty good this tv over here uh whatever you got i got i got a hat rack over here it's got a like a spear tip that'd probably impale you so that's definitely assault weapon an assault hat rack these guys are fucking idiots, and I'm going to be abrasive today. It's Friday. I'm jacked up. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's the weekend. So here's this article. So they want to ban military-style assault weapons. So I'm going to play devil's advocate and assume, and we all know what that means, assume, right, that military-style means anything that can be used on the battlefield, Assault weapons, we're going to just assume they're talking about the deadly scary AR-15. The one that holds the 50 caliber bullets, by the way. <laughs> Marking the most aggressive response from Congress to date following last week's uh, school massacre at the Texas Elementary. House Democrat leaders have already scheduled a vote next week on so-called red flag legislation designed to keep weapons from potentially violent uh, people. And the House Judiciary Committee is meeting in an emergency session on Thursday to mark up a slate of eight additional anti-gun violence bills. Now, I don't know if that was yesterday. 
I think that was yesterday, have yet to actually see this. So we're just keeping an eye out on that. Um, Anti-gun violence bills, including proposal on ban uh, to ban high-capacity magazines and to raise the age of purchasing certain semi-automatic rifles. Speaking at an anti-gun event in her hometown of San Francisco, where she had to wear a bulletproof vest because, you know, it's California. It doesn't say that. I just did it. Pelosi added that to the list on Wednesday, saying House Democrats will also be considering legislation designed to better warn the public of an active shooter situation. And then as we get through those, we'll be having a hearing and marking up the assault weapons ban, she added. She, uh, so we also, so we just are trying to hit every, it, we are trying, let me, let me read it in her words. We are trying to hit it every possible way. It's unclear what specific piece of legislation Pelosi was referring to. One prominent proposal sponsored by Rep. David Ciceline in uh, Rhode Island would prohibit the sale, transfer, import, manufacture of 205 models of semi-automatic rifles, which are named in the bill. It would not ban those gun owners who already possess those firearms from using them. I.e., if you don't have a gun, you better go buy it now. It's really all it's saying. They they did this a couple years ago. Gun sales went through the roof. I guarantee if you go if you go to your local gun shop right now, they're busy. It's also not certain that the assault weapons ban would get the vote of the full house after Pelosi's promised mark markup at the committee level. There are centrist Democrats who oppose such a ban, and only a few Republicans who are open to it. And by the way, whoever those people are, they need to go. With Democrats controlling only a slim majority in the lower chamber, party leaders will be uh, crushing the numbers to see if they have the votes to pass it on the floor. We are looking at many legislative options to make our country safer and assessing where we have the votes, senior Democratic aide said Wednesday evening after Pelosi's announcement. While Democratic leaders have never ruled out the assault weapons ban as part of the response to the school shooting in Uvalde, it still comes as something of a surprise. The bill has no chance of passing through the 50-50 Senate where Republican opposition to virtually any new limits of firearms all but ensure it would never reach the president's desk. Additionally, Democrats are facing an extremely difficult midterm environment, one of which number of incumbent Democrats are vulnerable to defeat in purple districts where support for aggressive gun reforms would damage their chances. The ban on assault weapons, which are widely popular in parts of the country, is one of those aggressive reforms Democrat leaders have uh, excluded. It from their initial list of reform proposals announced late days in May 24 shooting in Texas. Yet the gunmen in Uvalde had used an AR-style semi-automatic rifle, killing uh, 19 fourth graders and two teachers. Um, the tragedy came to 10 days after a lone gunman killed 10 at a grocery store in Buffalo, allegedly with a similar item uh, weapon. The back-to-back shootings in Uvalde and Buffalo have renewed interest in tackling gun violence in both chambers. Bipartisan group of senators have been discussing seeking some compromise proposal that can win enough GOP support to elude a filibuster, um, and obviously those items are, are those are pretty obvious. Uh, background checks, red flag laws, and gun storage precautions. Now, 
here's the thing about that. Most states, okay, no matter where you go to buy a gun, if you go to a licensed federal arms dealer, I, a, a, you know, uh, i.e. your um, local gun shop, they are an FFL licensed dealer. Federal Firearm Licensing. That's what it stands. You buy a gun, whatever gun, whatever caliber, handgun, rifle, the deadly military-style AR rifle, <laughs> shotgun, whatever you want to call it, you have to fill out a background check. Now, the only exceptions to that rule are if you're a concealed weapons holder. The difference there is your information is already on record of the state you live in. You do, um, as a concealed weapons carrier, you do a uh, fingerprinting. You go through a lot of training. You, they just don't, you just don't, it's not, it's, it's a lot harder to get a concealed weapons permit than it is to even get a driver's license. At least in Florida it is. Um, so I would assume those standards are the same in any state that, that, um, that do have uh, concealed carry permits. But nonetheless, um, you do a background check. They don't just hand you a gun. You just walk in the store, I want that gun, they give you a gun. It doesn't work like that. Red flag laws doesn't pertain to purchasing of a gun. That's more involved around people that already have guns. And if, if someone feels that that person is a threat to themselves or other people, then they could go and tell the authorities, they go to your local police and say, hey, I heard PCGC is a little crazy. He might shoot up the place or he might kill himself. They're going to come knocking on my door. They're going to come in here and take my guns. Okay. No due process, no questions asked, no evaluation, no, uh, you know, see a doctor, nothing like that. They just come and take them. You know, what, what part of that's legal? And gun storage precautions. Now, that goes without saying. If you own a gun now, and I say that stupidly as anyone that owns a gun legally should know better to keep their guns put away. Especially if you have little ones in the house or that come to the house. You see what I'm saying? So, like, I have, my kids are all grown, but I have grandkids. So, they're they're young for the most part, so... I keep all that stuff put away where they can't get to them. Now, realistically, my oldest granddaughter is about to be 10. It's really time for her to start learning about guns, but that's up to her parents as far as if they would like for her to learn. But nonetheless, um, she's kind of girly, so I don't know that she cares about that. She's not going to mess with stuff, but nonetheless, gun storage is something that anyone that owns a firearm or multiple firearms should take very seriously. Um, as far as... So I can see there being a compromise on a lot of these things. The background checks is stupid. They, they do background checks. I've said before on this show that I do agree with the fact that about these uh, gun show loopholes. I, I personally find it crazy that anyone would go to a gun sh gun shop um, I'm sorry a gun show and want to purchase a gun for more than what the gun is worth 
just to avoid the background check. Now, I can understand, well, I, I understand why you would want to do it, because you would you want to avoid being on record as buying that gun. But from a monetary, you know, money standpoint, how can you justify it? If this gun is worth $400 and this dude's selling it to you for $700, just so you can avoid the background check? To me, that seems a little particular. I think you're trying to hide something. And on that note, I wouldn't even sell a gun to you. Like, I wouldn't, I would never sell a gun to anyone I don't know, number one. Just for the fact that what's going <laughs> to, if this dude's willing to spend twice what the gun's worth just to avoid a background check, what are they up to? Right? So, I agree. That those things now, I think really what it should be. And some states are probably already like this. I know in Florida, it's not. Um, but I, I would never feel comfortable selling a gun to anybody that I don't know. I mean, not even someone that I kind of know. Like, it's got to be someone like, I would sell a gun to Chris. You know, I've given a gun to my son. Those types of things, that's different. That's family. But I would, wouldn't sell it to people I know at work. Um... Or people I don't know, for that matter. That's, in my opinion, that's irresponsible as a gun owner to do those things. But nonetheless, um, the magazine capacity, I mean, really, you're splitting hairs. It only takes one bullet to kill somebody. You think a 30-round mag is going to make a difference between a ten, that and a 10-round mag? I mean, it's not. I mean... This kid that did what he did in Uvalde, he had multiple round magazines. He was going to drop the mag and put another one in. It wouldn't have made a difference in that situation. But um, I don't want to read this whole article because, you know, it's obsolete. Um, but we did, we were honored to hear from our president yesterday. They they woke him up from his from his. Uh, nighttime slumber to come out and lecture the American people on owning guns. Um, I, I skipped through the first little chunk of it because he's stumbling and stammering over his words. I just wanted to get to the important part so I can... Now, I'm going to play this, and I'll, I'll probably stop and start a, a number of times because he's a fucking moron, and I want to fact-check him as he mumbles. The Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. It was, just, it was Justice Scalia who wrote, and I quote, like most rights, the right Second Amendment, by the, the rights granted by the Second Amendment are See, not unlimited. Idiot. Not unlimited. It never has been. There have always been limitations on what weapons you can own in America. For example, Machine guns have been federally regulated for nearly 90 years, and this is still a free country. This isn't about taking anyone's rights. It's about protecting. It's not. So what are you doing? Protecting children. It's about protecting families. Protecting these people by taking away our rights. It's about protecting whole communities. It's about protecting our freedoms to go to school, to a grocery store, to a church, without being shot. So, to go to a church, that's an interesting point that he brought that up, because in Texas, uh, it was here last year, the year before, there was a church, uh, people in church on a Sunday, guy comes in there, starts shooting up the place, 
And if I'm not mistaken, it was a guy that was going to church who ran out to his truck, picked up his AR-15, and shot the guy and killed him. Shot and killed. According to new data just released by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, guns are the number one killer of children in the United States of America. Okay, first fact check of the day. That's a lie. Well, I'm going to say this about that. This, I, I actually pulled the data. I'm not, this isn't someone's assumption. This isn't Bob Johnson saying, well, I think maybe blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, he said shock, shootings, deaths are the number one cause of deaths in children. More than, let me go back here. So he says, let me continue to let him talk here. He says, the number one killer. More than car accidents. More than cancer. So more than car accidents and more than cancer. Okay, so here's, this is from the CDC. Okay, this is the 10 leading causes of deaths in the United States from ages 1 to 19. Okay, and the reason I'm saying this is 1 to 19 because these are the stats that he used. Okay, the number one rank of death, and these are, these are 10 categories, okay? The number one is unintentional injury, okay? Number two is homicide. Number three is suicide. Four is malignant nepolism. Uh, uh, number five is, what is that? Congenial, it doesn't matter. These are all like diseases. Flu, uh, low respiratory, blah, blah, blah. So let's just focus on the first three. Uh, unintentional injury, and then homicide, and then suicide. Okay, so where did he get his stats? He said more kids are killed by, with firearms than died in a, in a traffic accident. So the way he makes it sound is that more kids are killed by a gun than anything else, right? That's what he said. So I'll say this about that. Okay, so let's go to homicide. Okay, um, had a little computer error there, but I, I got it situated. Okay, so homicide, homicide, homicide. Where are you at? Okay, firearm deaths. Okay, so um, ages 1 to 19, all races, both sexes, total homicides, 3,337. Okay, so that's everything. That's firearm, it says unspecific, um, cut, other specified, classifiable, suffocation, poisoning, fire burning, uh, drowning, struck, struck by or against. So let's focus on firearm. Okay, so 3,300 deaths, 2,800 of them are with a firearm, okay? So we go up to unintentional injury. And the number one death, okay, overall it was 7,373, 3,600 in traffic deaths. Using his words, these are his numbers, they used ages 1 to 19 in their data. Okay, so basically what they did was say traffic deaths was 3,600, right? And homicides was 33. So they were still wrong. They still lied. And like I said, if you look at homicides, firearms was 2,800. Now, the interesting thing about that is if you look at suicide, okay, 
1,300 of those were by firearms. So of the, uh, of the what was it, 1,800? Of the 2,800, I'm sorry, 1,300 of those were with a firearm were suicide. Now, firearms are firearms. It doesn't matter if you did it by yourself or, or it was a mass shooting. Um, I would assume that, because it doesn't give you specifics on suicides, but I would assume of those 1,300, the, um, the uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking here. Of the 1,300, of the suicides, a lot of those was, you know, mom or, and or dad own a gun, and they... Um, didn't have put away, blah, 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 whatever. But that would be the only way to cure that issue of a suicide with a firearm would be to eliminate all firearms, right? They're not trying to do that. They're focusing on assault weapons. How many of those suicides were done with an AR-15? I would assume, I would be willing to bet damn near zero. Because um, not that I've ever tried to shoot myself in the head, but I have fired an AR-15, and I, I don't think you can manage to uh, get the job done properly with that gun. But more importantly, the fact that he's a lying sack of shit, firearm deaths. So what they did was they looked at the total homicide rate of children, 1 to 19. But realistically, if you want to focus on firearms, it's 2,800 versus... The uh, traffic was 3,600. So there's an 800 piece, 800 people different there. So traffic accidents are the number. If you break each individual topic down, like this was unintentional injuries was 7,300. So even if you break that down, it goes into uh, motor vehicle traffic, poisoning, drowning, suffocation, fire, burn, firearm. Um, and that was unintentional firearm. Uh, pedestrian, fall, struck, blah, 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 blah. So the number one cause of death in children, one children, quote-unquote, one to 19, that's why I'm using quote-unquote children, 3,600 deaths. So to me, when I hear the words children, the number one death in children, right, what do they tell you in life? When you turn 18, you're an adult, right? So to me, children are one to 17, Okay, so the number one cause of death in children, 1 to 17, is also unintentional death. The number one subsection of unintentional death is traffic accidents, 2,100 deaths. The number two is homicides with 1,800. 1,300 of those are with firearms. So... Once again, total deaths of homicides, and that's, like I said before, cut, pierce, suffocation, poisoning, whatever, was 1,800, 1,300 of those being with firearms. And unintentional injuries is the number one cause, with the number one of those being traffic accidents. So even if you break it down to every single thing that, that kills a child in this whole country... The number one cause of death is traffic accidents. So what I'm hearing, what I'm saying is we need to ban vehicles. I mean, they're getting close to doing that anyway with the price of gas, right? We'll get into that later. So military-style assault vehicles, gone. 
anything with a 4x4, anything that's black or brown or green in color, they need to be gone. They're deathly killing machines. I'm being facetious, obviously. I'm using their logic. Okay? The interesting point of this is their stats were 1 to 19. Okay? So if you go back to the homicides, 1 to 19, firearms was 2,800. Right? If you go to 1 to 17, firearms was 1,300. Okay? So, 1 to 17, 1,300 deaths with a firearm. 1 to 19, 2,800. So, what's the difference there? 1,500 deaths, right? So, 18 and 19-year-olds account for 1,500 firearm deaths. Now, why is that important? How many 18 and 19-year-olds do you know in high school? I mean, literally, you might have a few that happen to turn 18 in, you know, May. I get that. But in the grand scheme of things, how many kids are in high school at 18 and 19 years old? I guarantee you that's less than 1% of the population of kids that are in school that are, that are 18 and or 19. Guarantee you. I don't know that to be fact, but I'm, I'm willing to bet on it. So who's to say that of these deaths, 1 to 17, 1 to 19, that a portion of those, because it doesn't give you this breakdown, but I would be willing to bet a portion of those are gang-related because it doesn't specify kids in school died from firearms or poisoning or fireburn or whatever. It just says kids. All races, both sexes, ages 1 to 19, 2,800 deaths with a firearm. Opposed to 1 to 17, 1300. So, realistically, if you look at just 18 and 19 year olds, they have more deaths with a firearm than ages 1 to 17. And I'd be almost willing to bet those weren't mass shootings, or at least they weren't school shootings. They weren't, you know. So, so you see my point. They took a statistic from the CDC. This What I'm reading from you is from the CDC. I'm not making these up. This isn't from a reporter from somewhere. This is off of the CDC website. They took a statistic, which is a technically a true statistic. But they tweaked the numbers to use them to their advantage. Okay, so let's go back and hear what Mr. Poopy Pants has to say. More than car accidents, more than cancer. Over the last two decades, more school-aged children have died from guns than on-duty police officers and active-duty military combined. Think about that. More kids than on-duty cops killed by guns. More kids than soldiers killed by guns. For God's sake, how much more carnage are we willing to accept? How many more innocent American lives must be taken before we say enough, enough? I know that we can't prevent every tragedy, but here's what I believe we have to do. Here's what the overwhelming majority of American people believe we must do. Here's what the families in Buffalo and Uvalde in Texas told us we must do. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them 
from 18 to 21, strengthen background checks, enact safe storage law and red flag laws, repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability, address the mental health crisis, deepening the trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. So one thing, <clears throat> so you, you hear the compromise. If we can't ban the assault weapons, then let's up the age, let's do the, you know, stronger background checks, whatever. <sighs> Here's the thing. You want to up the age limit to be able to purchase a weapon, okay? What about the eight, 17 and 18-year-olds that we uh, enlist in the military? What are they going to do? They, they're not going to be able to fire a weapon for four years while they're in the military? Those are, is, is that the difference? Um, but the other thing there, he says um, about the stuff. What the hell was it? <laughs> the uh, show me back up here. I can't remember what it was. Raise the age to purchase them from what eighteen to twenty-one. Got that. Got that. Strengthen background checks, enact safe storage law and red flag laws. Repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability. Okay. Repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability. What does that mean? Okay, so if you own, if, if uh, so for example, this kid in, um, in Uvalde that did what he did. I know I said I called him a kid and he was 18 and I just contradicted myself by saying if you're 18, you're an adult. But when you're 30 something years younger than me, you're a kid. Okay, anyway. So he used a Daniel Defense, right? A very, very expensive gun. Nonetheless, Daniel Defense was the brand. Okay. So in essence, what, what President Poopy Pants is saying is that by dropping the immunity protection of these manufacturers, that the families in Texas would be able to sue Daniel Defense for using their gun to do what he did. Also, I would assume that means any time a crime is committed with a gun, that the Smith & Wesson, Remington, Daniel Defense, Colt, um, Ruger, uh, whoever else <laughs> that manufactures guns is going to be liable for that person doing what they did. So, in essence, if someone gets drunk and goes driving and kills a person, vehicular manslaughter, I would assume that means that the person, the, the family of the victim, would be able to sue, sue the manufacturer of the car and the brand of alcohol that the person was drinking. So if they're drinking Budweiser beer and getting smashed and then they go drive their Ford pickup truck and, you know, kill somebody, you get to sue Ford and Budweiser. Is I'm, I'm reading that correctly. So I, I would, I'm just guessing if I, if, if someone goes out and shoots up a school with a Daniel defense DDM four, you get to sue Daniel defense, right? It's the same thing. Okay, what's the, what's the difference? Um, and if he had, you know, uh, you know, American Eagle ammunition, Remington, I mean, I would assume you get to sh sue them too. I, it's stupid. 
the gun manufacturer is not responsible for the actions of other people. I mean, I think it's stupid that, you know, back, you know, what, I don't know when it was 20, 30 years ago, people were suing the damn tobacco industry for getting lung cancer. That's on you. You bought the fucking cigarettes. The package says this product may cause lung cancer and sh holy shit, you got lung cancer. That's on you. If I buy a gun, if I buy a Daniel Defense DDM4 and go out and do some heinous bullshit, that's on me. That has nothing to do with the gun. The gun didn't leave the house and go out and do it. Yeah, then you could sue the shit out of somebody. Holy shit, you made a gun that can run out of the house and go shoot people. Shit, I'm suing them. Oh, cool, I, I would, I, I'm cool with that. But if I'm the one pulling the trigger, if I'm the one drinking the beer and driving the vehicle, that's on me. Okay? I mean, at best, using my scenario of drinking and driving and killing somebody, if you're at a bar doing these drinking and then you go driving maybe you hold the bar responsible because the bartender should have known better to keep serving you. Maybe you go, and that's even a stretch. But <laughs> I'm telling you, they're all over the road. They're just reaching for straws. Let's see what else he's saying here. Address the mental health crisis. Let's start with Keeping you. The trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. So quick question. I just thought of this while he's, mumbling and stammering um do we does that mean we also get to prosecute hunter biden for lying on a gun form when he purchased his revolver are we get, we get to do that right because what was that three years ago four years ago he bought a gun i want to say in delaware lied on the gun form said that he had never been convicted of a felony so we get to prosecute him for lying on a federal form right I mean, it's since we're, we're since we're gonna start twisting balls on the uh, the fucking gun rights, okay? I mean, it's only fair. These are rational, common sense measures. Here's what it all means. It all means this: we should reinstate the assault weapons ban and high capacity magazines that we passed in 1994 with bipartisan support in Congress and the support of law enforcement. Nine categories of semi-automatic weapons were included in that ban like AK-47s and AR-15s. And in the 10 years it was law, mass shootings went down. But after Republicans let the law expire in 2004, and those weapons were allowed to be sold again, mass shootings tripled. Those are the facts. A few years ago, the family of the inventor of the AR-15 said he would have been horrified to know that its design was being used to slaughter children and other innocent lives instead of being used as a military weapon in the battlefields. Well, guess what, Joe? They don't use those guns in the military. They don't. It's, it's, it's a design. Your typical store-bought AR-15 is a basic rifle that looks like a military weapon. It is not a military weapon. It's not. The ones that even come close to being a military rifle that you can physically purchase, assuming you have the money, cost way more money than the average person's willing to spend on a gun. And even those don't have select fire. 
and I'm talking a lot of money. And even the ones that are military grade, you have to have special licensing to get those. You can't just go to your local gun shop and say, "Hey, I want a Barrett, you know, full cal belt, you know, belt uh, fed 50 cal McGillicuddy." It's not going to happen. And not to mention, it's going to run you about 15, 16 grand. He, they're just, they're just fear-mongering and scaring people. And like I've said before, if these situations are red flags, if these things are put on by our government, God help us if that's the case. But if that's true, and we're sacrificing these kids and these adults and people that are at the grocery stores and the schools and whatnot to, to promote their agenda... Um, number one, God helped them, but it's all just a way to scare people because now by having these school shootings, what you do is any parent out there that's never shot a gun or owned a gun or even been near a gun, they're automatically scared for their kids. And when you do it in a small town like Uvalde, it makes it worse. Because not everybody lives in the big city. Not everyone lives in New York or L.A. or, you know, Tampa, Orlando, Georgia, you know, Atlanta, whatever. They live outside of those towns or in the middle of BFE. They live in Uvalde where there's only 15,000 people that live there. Right? So when you have these shootings in places like that, it reaches home to the people that live in small towns in whatever state. And feel like, oh shit, if it happens there, it can happen here. And that's where you get the consensus of over half of the American people want this. Okay. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But you're also probably painting that survey with a broad brush. Over half of the American people want what? I'm sure there's a lot of people that you talk to that can get on board with certain things. Yeah, maybe you up the age. In Florida, <clears throat> after Parkland, they upped the age to 21. No one really lost their mind. Um, you have background checks. You know, if I'm going to get on board with anything, I don't have a problem with the ma- ra- uh, raising the age. Like I said, in Florida, it is 21, whether it's a handgun or a rifle. You have waiting periods if, you, if you're not concealed carry. Um. I can even get on board, and they're, and they're not even broaching this subject, but I can get on board with the gun show uh, loopholes being closed. Um, if you do do a private sale, you make sure it's to, to a relative, you know, um, and keep documentation. Okay, I sold this, you know, whatever to to, you know, my uncle uh, was a 40 cal, you know, whatever, serial number 1234, you know what I'm saying? That way you have record, okay, yeah, uh, you know, because contrary to popular opinion, if you buy a gun at a gun shop, you know, people talk about, well, we don't want to have a federal registry of guns. We don't want to be on a list. If you bought the gun from a gun store, if you guys don't know this, you're on a list. You filled out a FFL uh, form to get past the background check. 
you're on the list. Even if you have a concealed carry permit, you fill out that form. <laughs> you might not have to go through the background check, and you might not have to wait the three days, but you're still filling out that form because in addition to taking your driver's license, when you fill out the form, they take your CCW. So you still are on record as buying that gun, which means that the ATF can come to your door and say, you know, Mr. Johnson, uh, we are in the understanding that you own a, uh, you know, an AR-15. Uh, we need to see that gun because we believe it was used in the commission of a crime or whatever. And if you say, oh, I sold that gun to, you know, to my neighbor, here's the bill of sale. You want to have proof that you don't own that gun anymore. So, see what else he's that's rambling on about here. That's who's dying for. Enough. Enough. Yes. Let's start whispering now. We should limit how many rounds a weapon can hold. No, we shouldn't. <clears throat> Why in God's name here we go. should an ordinary citizen be able to purchase an assault weapon right. that holds 30-round magazines oh my God. that let mass shooters fire hundreds of bullets in a matter of minutes? Okay. Hundreds of bullets in matters of minutes. 30-round magazines. Hundreds. Hundreds of bullets in a matter of minutes. Okay. For those of you who have never shot, I'm going to say an AR-15 because that's what we're talking about. Okay. Let me, let me run through a stat for you. They're not fully automatic. They're semi-automatic, which means one click, one bullet. Okay. So you would have to click that thing 30 times. Okay, drop the mag, reload 30 times, right? Again, drop the mag, reload. Now I'm assuming, we're going to assume just for shits and giggles that you have magazines preloaded. You're not going to have to load them. They're, they're loaded, they're ready to go. So to be hundreds of rounds fired within a matter of minutes, I'm going to just, I'm going to lowball his hundreds and assume he meant 200. Okay, so 30 is not divisible into 200, so we're going to say 210. That's seven magazines. 30 shots per magazine. Seven drops, or we'll say six drops of a magazine. It's not going to happen in a matter of minutes, number one. Number two, most store-bought guns Barring that you may have done modifications to the gun, to the barrel of the gun, I should be more specific, the gun's going to overheat firing that many rounds in a short period of time. I've gone shooting. You go through one magazine of 30 bullets and the barrel's hot. If you drop that magazine seven times and you're continuously firing... The, the barrel's going to be red hot, like literally red hot. Once again, they're promoting fear by making it scary and talking slow and whispering and trying to make you understand how deadly these weapons are. I really got to get my point across. I'm pooping my pants, too. The damage too. was so devastating in Uvalde. Parents had to do DNA swabs to identify the remains of their children. Nine and ten-year-old children. Enough. But let's skip past the part where the, the police department was outside of the classroom where they said, 
that they thought it was a barricaded suspect and they were keeping him barricaded the whole time this kid was shooting these children because they were too much of a pussy to kick in a door. It took this one guy who was off-duty do- uh, off uh, border patrol agent who was getting his haircut. His wife texted him said, holy shit, this is going down. Borrowed the barber's shotgun, went down there and killed the motherfucker. Okay? This could have been stopped before it really got started. But no, you had a small town police force who was too afraid to act. And I'm being alleged because if there was sinister plot here, maybe they were told to not act. That information will come out down the road. We should expand background checks to be, keep guns out of the hands of felons, fugitives, and those under restraining orders. This kid wasn't a felon. The, the back, your background check and what you're talking about wouldn't have made a difference in this situation. Stronger background checks are something that the vast majority of Americans, including the majority of gun owners, agree on. I also believe we should have safe storage laws and personal liability for not locking up your gun. Now, that I don't have a problem with. But nine times out of ten, not locking up your gun has more to do with suicides or accidents, more so than school shootings or mass shootings. The shooter in Sandy Hook came from a home full of guns. They were too easy to access. That's how he got the weapons. After the he weapon he used mom. to kill his mother and then murdered 26 people, including 20 first graders. If you own a weapon, you have a responsibility to secure it. Every responsible gun owner agrees to make sure no one else can have access to it, to lock it up, to have trigger locks. And if you don't, and something bad happens, you should be held responsible. We should also have national red flag laws so that a parent, a teacher, a counselor can flag for a court that a child, a student, a patient is exhibiting violent tendencies, threatening classmates, or experiencing suicidal thoughts. Okay. A lot of states have red flag laws. How many times have we seen situations where there's a mass shooter of some sort and you've heard the statement, the FBI was was aware of this person. The FBI. He was on the FBI's radar. He was this. He was that. Local police knew about So... <laughs> Let's go, guys. You're either going to do it or you're not. It makes them a danger to themselves or to others. 19 states in the District of Columbia have red flag laws. The Delaware law is named after my son, Attorney General Bo Biden. Fort Hood, Texas, 2009, 13 dead and more than 30 injured. By Haji, by the way. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. 2018, 17 dead, 17 injured. In both places, countless others suffering with invisible wounds. Red flag laws could have stopped both these shooters. Well, uh, let me tell you, Florida has red flag law, which I don't agree with. And according to FBI statements, crews in Parkland 
and the Fort Hood shooter were both on the FBI's watch list, radar. Uh, the local police, they knew about the shit that, that was happening in school and happening, and, you know, they knew about this stuff. So the red flag laws are only as good as you let them be. In Uvalde, the shooter was 17 when he asked his sister to buy him an assault weapon. Knowing he'd be denied because he was too young to purchase one himself, she refused. But as soon as he turned 18, <laughs> she refused and also didn't say anything. He purchased two assault weapons for himself. Because in Texas, you can be 18 years old and buy an assault weapon, even though you can't buy a pistol in Texas until you're 21. We can't ban assault weapons as we should. We must at least raise the age to be able to purchase one to 21. Look, I know some folks will say 18-year-olds can serve in the military and fire those weapons. But that's with training and supervision by the best trained experts in the world. Don't tell me raising the age won't make a difference. Enough. We should repeal the liability shield that often Okay, he's just fucking repeating himself. So anyway, um, yeah, he's full of shit. He can suck it. And uh, I'm sure they'll get something passed, just like with Las Vegas. They banned bump stocks. The one thing he's not talking about now, there's stories floating around. Me and Chris were talking about this earlier today where he found a story, and he didn't send it to me, so I don't, I don't know exactly. This was a person contacted one of the manufacturers of body armor, and um, rumor has it they're about to put a ban on body armor, civilian-owned. So, something to think about. So, I, I wanted to talk about this in, in addition to that. So, um, this, this was from yesterday. Democrats' gun control proposal won't stop crime and will crush Americans' right. This is from Thomas Massey. Um, he is from Kentucky. Democrats' gun control measures won't do anything to prevent school shootings, but they will likely succeed in restricting constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. Um, so he says, we had a hearing today that lasted 10 hours wherein the Democrats in the House are going to put a smorgasbord of things that don't work in front of senators in the Senate to try and get some weak-kneed Republican, um, Republicans to bite on that. What was clear today in our hearing, and I think also in Joe Biden's speech, is that they're not serious about ending school shootings, but they're serious about taking away our firearms. Um... So he was, this was during an interview on the Ingram uh, angle on Fox. So she says, uh, what anti-gun measures would perhaps pass the Senate if you had to predict right now? She goes, raising ages for the ARs, question mark. He goes, maybe raising the age not for just ARs, but any semi-automatic shotgun or rifle. That has the biggest chance. But the scariest one that they want to propose was that you have to store your firearm in a way that's federally approved and you don't get, um, and if you don't get, I'm sorry, and if you don't, they can come seize them. So, I don't know what the federal approved whatever is, but um, I, I can see them raising the rates, or the, the rates, they're raising the uh, age limits. That's going to be obvious. 
Um, how are they going to enforce storage laws unless something happens? So, I mean, that remains to be seen. But it's interesting how Democrats lose their minds over this, right? So we went over the stats, told you about the deaths. So I've got one more stat for you when it comes to deaths of children. Between the year of 2019 and 2020, now the numbers I read to you about children's homicides and deaths and whatnot was from the year 2020. That's the, the most recent data. They don't have 21 yet. Um, so another stat for you. Between 2019 2020, Planned Parenthood, Planned, uh, Planned Parenthood, Number of abortions, 354,000 abortions in that year. The number of abortions per week, 6,800 abortions per week. Okay, I read you the numbers on children's deaths. This one week, one week is more than those numbers combined. Okay? So let that sink in. If you're so worried about children, why are you not worried about this? You can't sit here and say that Republicans aren't worried about school shootings and mass shootings. We are worried about those. That's why we feel that you should own a gun. Why do you think schools are a target for mass shooters when these things happen? Why do you think that is? Because they are, quote-unquote, gun-free zones. Talked about it on the last show. You're going to, if there's a resource officer there, that person, man or woman, is more than likely a veteran of the force, maybe not the most fittest and virile uh, specimen, um, because most of the time, how many elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools are there in this country? How many schools? I mean, I'm not one school shooting is too many. I'm not downgrading school shootings. I'm not saying, oh, it's only one. I'm not saying that. But in the grand scheme of things, of, of a, from a scheduling situation of police forces across this country, I don't live in a very big town. Okay? And I'd be willing to bet. I know for a fact there's, what, five high schools in this town? And there's... God knows how many elementary schools and middle schools. You know what I'm saying? So between the the private schools and the, the public high schools and the public elementary schools and the public uh, middle schools, I'm going to just throw out a number and say there's 30. Probably more. I'm probably lowballing that number. So it's not a big town. So if you assign 30 officers to each one of those schools... Okay. What's the chances? And in, in the grand scheme of things, they use averages. They use um, statistics. They're going to sit there and say, "What's the chances that's going to happen here?" We don't need to have our number one ace in the whole cop guarding the the elementary school because things like these are rare. I'm not saying they don't happen. Obviously, they do. Is it a shame? 
Yes. But you can't care about children in one point and kill 300,000 a year in another point. You can't do that. It's one or the other. So, enough about death and dismay. But, interesting fact. Now, this was a, this was a little uh, a TikTok that <laughs> Chris had sent me. And, it, and it's, it's not funny, but it's interesting. So, but, you know, how is disarming's one country been beneficial for that country's population? So, in the history of man, we've had many countries disarm their citizens for whatever reason. I don't know exactly why these countries disarm their... I mean, I do know why, but I don't know what they sold them on to disarm them, I guess would be a good way to put it. So if, um, if we were to be disarmed here. So in 1911, Turkey disarmed its citizens. Um, 1.5 million Armenians were slaughtered. In 1929, Russia disarmed its citizens. 20 million Russians murdered. 1935, China disarmed disarmed its citizens. 20 million Chinese killed. And then even furthermore, look at China now. Unarmed population. You have the Uyghurs. They have slavery. They have all sorts of shenanigans going on in China that no one's allowed to talk about. 1938, Germany. Citizens disarmed. Six million Jews murdered. 1956, Cambodia. Citizens disarmed. One million intellectuals killed. 1964, Guatemala. Disarmed citizen. 100,000 Mayan Indians massacred. And in 1970, Uganda. Citizens disarmed. 300,000 Christians put to death. So that's what disarming the population of a country gets you. There's 330-some-odd million people in this country. And well over that amount of firearms in this country. Now, not all 330-whatever-million people own a gun, but some people have multiple guns. You disarm this country. You're not going to disarm... 330 million people you're going to disarm the 330 million legal guns that are out there there's still a handful of guns and I say a handful being facetious that there's probably still another million guns out there that are illegally owned by shady characters that are up to no good so you take our guns away then they're the only ones that have the guns so then my question is, do we get to hold you liable when something happens to us? Probably not. Okay, a couple of quick things. I was going to talk about one thing. I'm going to save that for Sunday. I want to touch on one thing real quick. And it should have gone into the file of things I don't give a shit about. The Johnny Depp and Amanda Heard court verdict. Johnny Depp wins whatever. She's got to pay him a couple million bucks. Okay, whatever. I don't really care about Johnny Depp, and I don't even know if Amanda Heard's right, but the chick, I don't care. I don't care about the case. What pisses me off about this case is it took the jury three days to come back with a verdict. Three days. And you're thinking, Don, why does that matter? Who gives a shit? 
it took the jury in the Sussman trial less than a day to come back with a verdict. That's what I'm pissed about. All right, so I do have two uh, quick breaking stories that just broke before I started recording. First, the uh, May job numbers are out. And uh, 395, 390,000 jobs in May. So um, while unemployment remained unchanged at 3.6, a mixed bag of economists predicted 325,000 would be added and the unemployment would drop to 3.5. So they did exceed a little bit with the jobs, but not with the unemployment. But still with a reported 6 million unemployed Americans compared to 5.7 and 20 before COVID, the Biden administration is still down 300,000 more jobs than 16 months after taking office and promised to, quote-unquote, build back better. In addition, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that 1.4 million Americans were long-term employed as of May, 235,000 more than before the pandemic. And that stat doesn't make any sense to me. What is a long-term employee? Like, I've been with my job for 18-plus years. To me, I'm a long-term employee. Well, I was long-term now as much as I was before the pandemic because I've been there for 18 years. So I don't understand that stat there because that doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) An additional 5.7 million Americans, 700,000 more than before COVID, were not in the labor force but currently want a job. It's a significant number not counted in the unemployment rate. So I'm going to read more on the job numbers. I don't want to sit here and chit-chat about this all day long. I went on long enough about guns. I'm going to say this about the job numbers, 395,000, my or 390, whatever it is. My question is, how many of those people, how many of those 390,000 jobs, you know, to use Joe's words, created, already have a job? How many of those 390,000 people work a full-time job doing whatever, but maybe picked up a part-time job working at the grocery store or you know, McDonald's or doing the DoorDash or, you know, the different food delivery services to make a little extra money because, you know, gas is story number two I wanted to touch on. Gas prices spike every day this week, hit another record high today on Friday. So for this whole week, every single day of this past week that we're in, gas went up every day day this week. There was not one day where it dropped, even a penny. Gas prices increased another five cents overnight to reach yet another record high, marking another week where costs rose every day as economics worry about how consumer spending will impact the economy overall. I know I'm preaching to the choir when I talk about gas prices, but I can't imagine that they can sit here and say we're not about to be in a recession, that inflation is stabilizing when gas is damn near $5 a gallon. On average, now in some states, it's over $5. It's ridiculous, guys. And not to mention, they want to piss us off and take our guns away and make us feel like we're big pieces of shit. (laughs) So I'll let you stew on that over the weekend, guys. Um... Please visit our Facebook page and our Instagram at Don't Tread on America, Twitter at uh, DTOM underscore 1775, and uh, our website is 
www.donttreadonamerica.com, guys. And whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, please give us a good review. And most importantly, share this with your friends. Subscribe to the show no matter what app you're on. Just hit the subscribe. That way you get updates. I try to stay consistent with a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I know sometimes I'll throw a Sunday in there and so on and so forth. So if you guys could just help me out, subscribe to the show. And uh, like I said, most importantly, share this with your friends. And uh, that's all I got for you today, Jay. Have a happy Friday. It's June 3rd, 2022. Um, Be safe out there. And, uh, you know, maybe buy some ammo. I don't know. Get you a couple of uh, high-capacity magazines and some deadly 9mm ammo. I'm joking. Anyway, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on uh, Monday. See you later.